0: Welcome back to our study on the Hebraic Roots of Christianity. We are doing a study series entitled Torah and the New Testament. And in doing so, we are going through the New Testament and we're looking at those scriptures that Christians often like to quote to make the claim that a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah is not supposed to follow the Torah. And so we're taking these verses and then we're looking at them in context. Context: we're looking at them from a Hebraic perspective, how they would be seen in the first century with the understanding of Torah and Torah principles from which Paul taught. Because what Paul did is he took the Torah and Torah principles, like he would explain and teach about Abraham and his life and what happened in his life. He would explain and teach about Mount Sinai, what happened at Mount Sinai, and he would give spiritual applications to those principles. He would take Abraham's son and Ishmael and Isaac and and he would give spiritual principles and analogies in this way. And in a whole other ways, Paul taught and referred to the Torah and what the Torah taught and said in his writings. And so if we're going to understand Paul, we're going to have to understand the Torah. And in order to follow Messiah, we need to see Messiah in the Torah as well. And so Peter said in Second Peter in chapter 3 and verse 16 regarding, Paul in his letters that for some they're hard to understand and those that are unlearned and unstable who are the unlearned those who don't know Torah and Torah principles it goes on to say that they twist the words of Paul because they don't understand the Torah and the Torah principle they don't understand the point that he's trying to make from the Torah so they twist the scriptures to their own destruction how do they twist the scriptures to their own destruction by coming to the conclusion that we're not supposed to follow the Torah. Not realizing that if you don't follow the Torah, that you live a sinful life because it says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, whoever commits sin transgresses the Torah, for sin is the transgression of the Torah. So we're currently studying out of 2 Corinthians chapter 3. We're looking through this whole chapter and examining it in context. And so begin with, we see in 2 Corinthians chapter. chapter. Chapter three, verses two and three, Paul is saying to those in Corinth that they their lives and how they live their lives. It says you are our letter. You are our epistle and you are. Are upon our hearts you're written upon our hearts and your life and how you live your life it's known and read or seen of men verse 3 for as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle or the letter of Messiah ministered by us and so when you profess that Yeshua is the Messiah that your life is witnessing to others of the God that you profess and follow And since we are teaching you, instructing you in the Torah and how you follow and express your faith in Yeshua by the Spirit, that you are an epistle of Messiah, but you are being ministered unto by us. And the way we're ministering unto you and the way we want you to live your life is we want you to follow Yeshua's Torah by his spirit. And then he says in verse 6 that you also, not only in the way that we're ministering Messiah unto you, but you also then, you are ministers. You live your life and you are to minister and teach Messiah and his ways to others. And you are ministers, but you are to minister in the same way. You're to minister of the New Testament. And so the New Testament is the Torah written upon our heart. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33, Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 10. So you're to minister by the new covenant and you're supposed to minister not in the letter but of the spirit. So what do you do if you minister by the letter? In Romans in chapter 2 in verse 29 it says for he is a Jew and Paul's doing a word play on the meaning of Jew and Jew in Hebrew is Yehuda it means one that praises God for he is a praiser of God which is one inwardly and whose circumcision is of the heart so that's the new covenant and the new covenant is Ezekiel chapter 36 and verse 26 a new heart will I give you a new spirit will I put within you so the new covenant is a new spirit within you and then you thus have a circumcised heart which is what the Torah requires. Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 12. Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? Verse 16. To be circumcised in your heart and be no more stiff necked. So he's a praiser of God, which is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart in the spirit. See, circumcision of the heart is of the spirit, which is what he said in 2nd Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 6. The New Testament of the spirit. So Romans chapter 2, verse 29. He is a Jew who's one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart in the spirit, and not in the Now, we've got to tell you what the letter is, and not in the letter whose praise is of men. And so, one who ministers by the letter seeks the praise of men, but one who ministers in the Spirit, he gives glory to God. So, that's what ministering in the letter, and you do things to be noticed by men, to be praised of men. And so, you think according to the carnal mind, and you then, you minister according to natural reasoning and in the flesh you think if somebody else is doing the same thing as you then you're in competition with somebody else so you view it as a business and you know in order for your business to succeed you have to put down the other business and you have to make people think that you're a better teacher than someone else and you have to make people think well that person's a bad person so you say bad things about that person and that's an example of of ministering in the latter where you you seek men the, the praises of men but whatever you do in the latter that is in the flesh you will not have the praise of God so then Paul is comparing and contrasting in Second Corinthians in chapter 3 with how we live our lives and how we thus are to minister to others and he's comparing and contrasting with the Torah and Torah principles where at Mount Sinai the Torah was given on tablets of stone that's a prophecy that the people would receive the Torah with a stony heart and a stony heart Heart is going to be influenced by their natural eyes, by their natural circumstances, and they're going to rebel against the God of Israel and not believe his promises. And so the children of Israel received the Torah upon stony hearts, and as a result, when the 12 spies went out to spy out the promised land, 10 of them looked at the situation with their natural eyes. There's giants in the land, and even though this is the fruit of the land because of the giants we can't take the land they were looking at it through their flesh through their eyes through their natural reasoning rather than looking at through the promise of god he made a promise to abraham isaac and jacob and making the promise he did it by oath and he cannot lie and so therefore they were to trust and believe in him that he would take him in and defeat the giants in the land and so believing and trusting in the promises of god is having a circumcised heart and you're following the torah by the spirit and so Paul is describing that this is the way from the example of Torah of how we're supposed to live our lives and minister to others because if we live our lives and minister to others in the flesh in the letter then it's death it will fade away because he says in 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 7 if the ministration of death written and engraved in stones was glorious well there is a glory if you come out of Egypt and you put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost but there's a greater glory if you make it to the promised land. And so Moses is the Torah example of this that Paul is using to explain. And it says "If the ministration of death written and engraved in stones was glory so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away with. In other words, Moses didn't have that glory shine upon him from that moment through the rest of his life. And Moses died, so that glory rose. was removed from his face, obviously when he died, and so it was faded away. Now he's using that Torah principle an example because the Torah principle is what happens to the fathers, it's prophetic of what happens to their descendants. It teaches about the Messiah and the ways of his kingdom. And so it had a glory and so there's an element of glory because the God of Israel says that you're supposed to minister Messiah to others and so if you're at least proclaiming Messiah there's a glory. But if you're bringing reflection upon yourself, then you don't get glory for that. And so it says in verse 8, how shall not the ministration of the spirit be rather glorious verse nine but if the ministration of the condemnation be glory that's ministering by the letter much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory and so verse 11 for if that which was done away was glorious that is living our lives and ministering to others by the letter in the flesh much more that which remains is glorious and so then Then in verse 13, it says, Not as Moses, which put a veil over his faith, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished. What's being abolished is not the Torah. What's being abolished and what's not eternal and everlasting is if you minister in the flesh. That which in the flesh is going to fade away. It's not going to be eternal. Only what's in the spirit is going to remain forever. So now beginning in verse 13, Paul is going to continue to compare and contrast how we live our lives how we minister to others to what happened to Moses that we're not supposed to do it according to the letter but we're supposed to do it according to the spirit and then he's also going to apply it to Jews and how they endeavor to follow the Torah but they don't see Messiah in the Torah and so they as well has a veil over them just like as if we live our lives in the flesh and minister in the flesh that's equated to Jews who endeavor to follow the Torah, which is a good thing, but they don't see Messiah, and they're not doing it the way the Torah says as the example from Abraham, and they're not doing it by the Spirit. Then at the end of 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he's going to say that it's by the Spirit of God that the veil is taken away. It's when you realize that you should be doing things according to the Spirit of God is how your mind gets renewed. But as long as you're doing things by the letter your mind is blinded and so it takes the Holy Spirit and submitting to the Holy Spirit and living our lives and ministering to others that will bring real fruit and it's only by the Spirit of God that Jews will come to see it and believe that Yeshua is their Savior so that's what he's explaining in the last part of 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 so let's see how this is so 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 13 and not as Moses which put a veil over his face that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of that which is abolished context he's talking about ministering by the letters not talking about the Torah verse 15 but even under this day when Moses is read the veil is upon their heart now he's also applying the same principle to Jews and them believing in Yeshua as the Messiah and he's referring back to the Torah Exodus chapter 34 verses 32 and 33 and afterward all the children of Israel came near and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord has spoken with him at Mount Sinai. Till Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. So now it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14, but their minds were blinded. See, when you minister according to the letter, when you live your life in the flesh, your mind is blinded. Blinded to what? Torah, to Messiah, and to the Spirit of God. And so the deaf and blind don't follow the Torah. Isaiah chapter 42 verses 18 and 19. Hear you deaf and look you blind that you may see. Who is blind but my servant? Or deaf is my messenger that I send. Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant. So here it's describing that the Lord's servant is deaf and blind. And it says that they see many things but hear not. And so Isaiah in chapter 42 in verse 20 seeing many things but observing not opening the ears but hearing not and so they're doing what they're doing according to the letter by the flesh they're seeing in part they're seeing that Yeshua is the Messiah they're seeing that you should follow the Torah but they're trying to follow the Torah but they don't see Yeshua as Messiah you believe that Yeshua is Messiah but you're ministering according to the flesh and so you see but you don't see and so then Isaiah 42 verse 24 who gave Jacob for a spoil in Israel to the robbers did not the Lord he against whom we have sinned for they would not walk in his ways neither were they obedient unto his Torah and so the carnal mind is blinded the carnal mind is a ministry of death in our own life and how we minister to others if we do it in our carnal mind in our own understanding and Romans chapter 8 verse 7 because the carnal mind is an enemy against God and the carnal mind is not subject to the Torah of God see the carnal mind is blinded the carnal mind works according to the five physical senses and reasons according to the logic of the five physical senses just like in first Samuel chapter 15 when the instruction was given to Saul to destroy the Amalekites but the people in their logical mind saw well okay it's good to kill the people because they are enemies but let's keep the best of the sheep in the herd and the cattle and so that logical mind was not subject to the Torah of God the obedience of God first Corinthians chapter 3 verse 19 for the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God the wisdom of this world is the logic of the carnal mind that opposes the Torah of God so the ministry of death has a veil on the heart second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 14 but their minds were blinded for until this day there remains the veil that is untaken away there still remains a veil in the reading of the Old Testament or the Torah and that veil is done away with once you see Yeshua is the Messiah just like Paul the veil of the Torah and the prophets was done away when Paul saw Yeshua as the Messiah 2 Corinthians 3 15 but even unto this day now he's applying it to the Jews and how they view Messiah when Moses is read when the Torah is read a veil is upon their heart Luke chapter 24 verse 25. Then he said to them, O fools and slow of heart, slow of heart, a veil is upon your heart, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. When you're slow of heart to believe, you have a veil over your heart. So a veil heart does not see or only sees in part. John chapter 6 verse 63. It is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. You see, it's the spirit that's eternal. The flesh profits nothing. You may minister by the letter, it, that is going to go away. You minister by the Spirit, that's eternal. You live your life by the letter, by the flesh, it's going to fade away. You live your life by the Spirit, it's eternal. Yeshua said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. John chapter 6, verse 64. But there are some of you that believe not. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 14. Once again, it says in the reading of the Torah, and the prophets, the Old Testament, that in Messiah, that veil, is done away. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Nevertheless, when they turn to the Lord, the veil will be taken away. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, it goes on to say that there is liberty. It's the Spirit of the Lord that removes the veil upon the heart. And this is the ministry of life. Luke chapter 24 verse 27. Beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself and then it says in verse 31 their eyes were opened and then verse 32 what happens when their eyes were open they said one to another did not our heart burn within us While he opened us the scriptures and so their hearts were opened by the Spirit of God. John chapter 15 and verse 26, but when the comforters come, even the spirit of truth, he will testify of me. And so in testifying of Yeshua, it says, and Paul explained in first Corinthians chapter 12, verse three, that no one can say that Yeshua is Lord. No one can say that Yeshua is Messiah, no one can say that. Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Holy Spirit. So now Second Corinthians in chapter three verse seventeen, it says, Now the Lord is that spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, you can see. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, the veil is not on your so let's see how the Holy Spirit is the spirit of liberty. Luke chapter 4 verse 16. It says Yeshua came to Nazareth and he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. Verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah and he found the place where it was written. And he's quoting now from Isaiah chapter 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. So you see the spirit brings the anointing. You can't be an anointed in your flesh. The spirit of the Lord brings anointing. So the spirit of the Lord has anointed me to set at liberty them that are bruised. And so the spirit brings the anointing and the liberty comes through the spirit. And what the spirit does is he sets the captive free. And that is the purpose and the role and the task of the spirit is to come and set the captive free. That's what ministry is by the spirit is that you minister the Lord through the spirit and it's to love your neighbor as yourself to set the captive free. James chapter 1 verse 25 Whoever looks into the perfect Torah of liberty the Torah of liberty and continues therein how do you continue? Believe that Yeshua is Messiah follow his Torah by his spirit and you become a doer of the work that is ministry this man shall be blessed in his deed and his ministry he's doing it by the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 But the fruit of the spirit is love. How do you know your ministry? ministering by the Torah and the Spirit, you'll exemplify the fruit of the Spirit, which is love. You'll be ministering in love. Galatians chapter 5, verse 23. For brethren, you have been called to liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but use your liberty by love. Serve one another. So the fruit of the Spirit is love and use the love of God that's been shed abroad in your heart to love one another. So it says in Zechariah chapter 7, Thus says the Lord of hosts, execute true judgment and show mercy and compassion every Man to his brother and oppress not the widow nor the fatherless the stranger nor the poor in other words set the captive free don't do it by the letter don't live your life by the letter let none of you imagine evil against his brother in your heart and so he goes on to say in Zechariah 7 11 and 12 it continues but they refused to hearken they pulled away the shoulder they stopped the ears that they would not hear they made their hearts as adamant stone and so stony heart the letter imagines evil against your brother, the opposite in the spirit is to love your neighbor as yourself. Romans chapter eight, verse one. There is no condemnation to them that are in Messiah Yeshua who walk not after the flesh, that's the letter, but after the spirit. And then it says that the righteousness of the Torah is fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, not after the letter, but after the spirit. Romans eight, nine. For you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the Spirit of God dwells in you, Romans 8, 14. As many are led by the Spirit of God, the same are the sons of God. So ultimately, how do we minister Torah by the Spirit? We show the fruit of the Spirit, love. And we will love our neighbor. We will seek and endeavor to set the captive free. We will lay down our life for others if we need to. And will serve out of pure love. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth... The truth is the Torah, Psalm 119 verse 142, through the Spirit, we follow Torah by the Spirit, showing unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. We love fervently our brother, and then we minister to them in the Spirit. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
1: Thank you, Eddie. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace. Beshame Yeshua HaMashiach, Sar Shalom, in the name of Yeshua the Messiah, Prince of Peace. Amen.